Man, I need your help to kick this message off. Would you stand up? Would everybody stand up? I need everybody to help me out with this, okay? We're going to do something kind of kind of fun. I, uh, I watched Dave Ramsey do this one time. And uh, man, we're in the middle of this series entitled Paradise. Paradise. That's right. Like living our best life ever. Paradise. And so we're talking about money. Because so much of our lives deal with money, right? So we want to be wise stewards of our money. And this isn't a series to get more money from you. Because as we've said, this isn't about us wanting something from you. This is honestly about us wanting something for you. And the truth is, it even transcends that. It's, it's higher than that. God doesn't want something from you as much as he wants something for you. But for you to receive what he has for you, then you have to trust him with your heart. Are you with me? All right, let's do this real quick. Everyone close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes. No peeking, no cheating. This is an all skate. Need everybody. Y'all help me out. Here we go. Ready? Every eye closed. All right. All right. Every eye closed. No peeking. No peeking. All right. Here we go. Now I want you right now, I want you to point north. You have two seconds. Don't open your eyes. Point north. Go. No one looking. Point whichever way you think north is. All right, now keep your hands frozen. Open your eyes. Keep your hands right where they are. Everyone look around. (laughs) I love over here, we got one of these. We got one of these. Over here, we got over there. We got over here. We got over there. Turn around and look at everybody. Turn around and look where. Now hold it where everyone can see you. Where were you pointing? Where were you pointing? Look around. Everyone's pointing different places. Now, I'm going to cheat, okay? i got a little compass here. Um, but the truth is, this is north. All right. If you got it right, stay standing. If you got it wrong, please sit down. Please sit down. If you got it right, let's see who the geniuses are here. All right, all right. Good job. Thanks, guys. You can be seated. You know, I want to open up with that this morning because when you talk about money... When you talk about money, everybody's got an opinion on money. Everybody's got an opinion on money. It's kind of like commercials. If you got children, you're with me on this. You know what I'm talking about. I have to explain to my kids that every commercial that they play around the cartoons is totally designed to entice my kids to want it so that they can get their Parents, there we go. Money. Money, right? Like advertisement. You know, our culture spends incredible amounts of money. All you got to do is watch Super Bowl. <laughs> I love some of those Super Bowl commercials, man. Um, they, there's some funny ones out there. Don't, don't you look forward to those? There's some funny. And yet the amount of money that they'll pay for a 30-second spot is crazy, isn't it? It's amazing How our culture values advertising, not only products, but debt. Think about it. How many credit card, snail mail, you'll know what that is, right? How how many credit card applications have you got in the mail in the last three months? What about the last month? How many, you know, I love some of the new things, you know, on the outside of the envelope, 
you know, um, they'll, they'll, different, they'll, they'll print different statements on there, you know, and you're like, ah, I don't think, I think this is trash, you know, I think, but then some of those little phrases that they sit around and they think about for hours and they come up with, let's put this on there, you know, and there it is, and they're telling you, you have already been pre-approved. Pre-approved. I remember when I was in Tampa, Florida, I went with my buddy. We went bowling. We got to go bowling with um, a, uh, he was an NFL scout. He played at Vanderbilt. He played at, um, he, he played for the Bucks. He played a couple different places in the NFL. But we got to go, and we went to this bowling alley where Derek Jeter, he, he's got a nice house in Tampa, and he would go bowling there a lot. And this guy knows a lot of the athletes. And, and we're there. And I'm getting to hang out with this guy. And, you know, I'm a Tennessee fan. He's Vanderbilt. And I'm from Nashville. So we were just having a lot to talk about. We were having a great time. And, and then I remembered it was time to, to um, you know, to pay to play. We'd already played a lot. It's time to pay to play some more. And so he's like, here, man, just put on my card. It was black. Anyone know what I'm talking about? It was heavy. It was unlimited. I was like, boy, I bet he'd catch me if I took off running right now. You know, like he had just met me. And he was willing to give me that card. And I remember holding it. I mean, I'm telling you, I was like, dude, that thing was heavy. I was like, holy cow. I remember walking up there just looking at it, trying to memorize the numbers. Three, seven, zero, six, five. No, I'm just kidding. But walking up there and thinking... Wow, this is what it feels like to be rich. You know, credit card companies, they'll send you so many applications. And if you're not careful, you'll buy into the lie. As you swipe. And you get every one of your desires. You'll buy into the lie that this is what it must feel like to be rich. But the truth is. That stuff, stuff may bring us happiness for a little bit, but stuff never lasts, does it? I mean, from the day you buy that new car, nothing wrong with a new car, but from the day you get that, man, don't you love the new car smell? My dad used to, uh, he used to work, um, he's selling cars, man, he's a car salesman and, and a pastor, and, and he, would, he would get a demo car, and he would come home. We couldn't wait, man, until Dad got the new demo car. We'd ride in that thing, you know, because the other car was a station wagon. Some of y'all don't even know what that is. God bless you. Don't look it up. Don't waste your time. You're all right. Life is good. This was the huge, we called it the great white <laughs> station wagon. This thing was mad. That was the other car. So when Dad came with the demo, <laughs> you know, it was like, all right, let's get in the cars. You know, if we had to take two, it was like, I'm riding with dad. I'm riding with dad. And that's something about that new smell. But even when you get a new vehicle, you get that new car smell, that new car smell wears off, doesn't it? It wears off. You know, the Bible says that riches, that money, money has wings and it flies away. How many can give a testimony to that? How many give a shout out to that? How many say, yeah, that's right. True that. Talk to me. You know what I'm talking about? Um, what if, what if, what if when God talked about money, it wasn't because he was this greedy guy that just wanted you to have a miserable life. What if the truth was he wanted you to have your best life? What if, 
Like what if when Jesus said, I have come that you might have life. Any of y'all like life cereal? I grew up eating this at grandma's house. And whenever we spent the night at grandma's house, it was amazing. She had these great, now I understand, they were grapefruit spoons. Before, I just thought they just needed, I wasn't sure what it was as a kid growing up, but I was like, I want that one. It could almost cut my tongue off. So we'd, we'd grab that one, and we would eat Life Unlimited, and then Grandma had the sugar container. You know what I'm talking about. And it didn't have the little teeny weeny spoon in it, man. She put the big spoon in there. Grandma was cool. I was like, Grandma, one day I'm going to hook you up. Big spoon. Like, I'm a, we're going to get the best nursing home in town, Grandma. You keep that big spoon in there. Some of y'all, okay, here we go. Next. Next slide, please. And, and so there's a spoon, and we would take all that sugar, and we just, man. And the best part was when you got done with cereal, and you get to the bottom of the bowl, right? And there's like a pound of sugar in the bottom. And what do you do when you're a kid? You look and make sure no one else is looking. You put a little more sugar in there. You swirl it around. You drink it. And now I know why I'm being paid back with my kids. You know, someone's like, you want a Starburst? We're like, no. Because they go nuts what sugar does to them. But, but what, if, what if when Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. What if Jesus was talking for real. What if Jesus was thinking about an abundance of life? What if Jesus wasn't just saying something? What if Jesus, when he said, I have come. Why did you come, Jesus? I have come that you might have life. What if Jesus was being real? And, and what if that's the reason why Jesus talks so much about money? Because so much of life is connected to so much of money. What if? Well, I think he's a good God. Don't you, when you agree with me, I think he's a good God. Now, we're in this series, and we've been talking about debt. We've been talking about debt. You know what debt does? Debt. Debt robs you. Debt is a thief. And it robs you of your money because you can't hang on to it. Because as soon as you get it, it goes away. It's gone. It flies away. That's a thief. It, it not only robs you of your money, but it robs you of your life. In other words, I guess what we could say, let's... I guess if there's a mental picture I, I would like to paint for you today... That middle picture is that debt sucks. Just in case you ever wondered what a vacuum cleaner next to a microphone sounded like. Woo. Look at this. And this is exactly what happens. We fall in love with something. We want it. We got to have it. Somebody say, I deserve it. Somebody say, I really deserve it. Somebody say, I've deserved it for a long time. It will be mine. Yes, it will be mine. Do I have the money? No. 
But they're, they're saying something like, same as cash. Three months, same as cash. Now we come over here, and you know what's happening? Debt is sucking the life right out of you. It's just cleaning it up. Now you have no more margin. You have no more margin because debt sucks. Somebody say, debt sucks. Your friends ask you tomorrow around the water cooler, what, what did you learn at church? How about you look at them and smile and say, debt sucks. It just sucks. It, it sucks for you. It sucks for your wife because you and your wife will fight about it. If you're not careful, debt will blow up your marriage. A lot of divorces happen because of finances, because of debt. Not all divorce. I'm not saying that. In fact, the tragedy... I've watched some great friends go through divorce. And I've watched them get stuck with debt that wasn't theirs. I think there's one right down there. All right. Got that one. All right. And it just keeps going and going. And, and it not only sucks for you and your spouse, but it sucks for your children. It totally sucks for your children because you have no margin. Can I do? No. Nope. Mom, dad, can it? Nope. You know we don't have any. And if you're not careful, what will happen is debt will suck. It will suck your life up. Where did it go? It went to debt. Here's the thing with debt. Debt looks sexy. Doesn't it? Doesn't this thing look sexy? I mean, it just looks sexy. It's a nice shop vac. You got a nice shop vac. Thank you. It's it's uh, it is something, man. It's just it's it's beautiful, man. The problem is It takes what used to be life, and it turns it into crumbs. It's no good. That's what debt does. So bear with me today, because I believe that Jesus has a principle that if we will listen to it, whether you believe in Jesus or not, you don't have to believe in Jesus, but I promise you, if you listen to him, you'll be better off because of it. We say here at Momentum, you don't have to be like us to be loved by us. That's true. You don't have to believe what I believe. I'm going to love you regardless because you're made in God's image. Whether you know it or believe it, you are. And so I'm going to love you because I'm going to love my neighbor as myself. But what if when Jesus spoke, what if his heart was the heart of a parent? What if his heart was the heart of, of a father looking out for his children? What if... The verses that are in the Bible could give you your financial edge back. What if it could point you north instead of you thinking, oh, it's over here, it's over here, it's over here. I don't know, it might be over there. Maybe this is how I get out. What if the truth really could set you free instead of, 
instead of the chains of bondage right here chains bondage debt same thing right here payments 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 taking it away what what if what if well i want to look at something today i've got i got some verses i want to put on the screen let's go to proverbs real quick proverbs and i want this to be very practical I want this to help you. This can help you today. This can help you today. It can help set you free today. But we're going to have to not just be hearers. We're going to have to be doers. That's like the difference between joining a gym in January and going in May. We know what we need to do. Many times what we need to do isn't what we, somebody say want. What we want to do is it, look at Proverbs. Look at Proverbs. Going to read a couple of verses here. Proverbs chapter 6. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. If you got your, uh, your smartphones, you got your iPads, if not, look on the screen here. Proverbs 6, 1. My child, if you have put up security for a friend's debt or agreed to guarantee the debt of a stranger... Okay, so if you are in debt, are we on the same page? We're talking about someone who is in debt, all right? Or if you've agreed to guarantee the debt of a stranger, if you have trapped yourself by your agreement and are caught by what you said. How many people have ever been caught by what they said when it came down to it? Um, I remember Stephanie and I, we, uh, we got a timeshare. I won't ask how many of you guys have a timeshare. We, we had a timeshare. This is years ago. Um, we, we worked hard. We both had a great job. We loved it. We began to work hard, work hard, work hard. And we kept our expenses really low. So all of a sudden there was this surplus. And we ended up going, you know. They baited us with uh, come and you can, I don't know. They gave us something for free. And we were both looking at each other and we we're like, okay, we promise we're not going to buy this. Okay? All right. Pinky promise. All right. We get in there. And we're like, no, no, <laughs> no, thanks. Okay. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. We decided while well, we're in there, hey, this would be a good deal. And you know what? It ended up being a horrible deal. They took us to Destin. This was, gosh, 19, what was this, 2001, two, somewhere in there. We, we went over to Destin, and they were building this brand-new tower right there on the ocean. It was beautiful, amazing. We'd be one of the first buyers. There all this kind of stuff. And the payment, here's the thing. Could we afford it? Could we afford it? When we say, could we afford it, how many of us think, can we afford the payment the debt so we're like well we can afford it and still have a lot of money you know left over i mean we're we're not putting ourselves in a bind we could afford this we looked and man it was luxurious and man it was like whoo yeah this is awesome we looked at it yes 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 we can do this i bought a truck i told y'all about that bought a truck in 03 we we got this so there's two new payments the problem is what they didn't tell us is that that wasn't going to be built for like another year and a half. And the, the salesman totally lied to us more than once. And um, so come to find out, when we actually went to tour the thing, it was in um, um, Sandestin, is that right? It was in Sandestin. And we went over there, and we're looking at this place, and is it on the water? No. Is it anywhere near the water? No. Is it tall? No. 
is it that nice? No, not compared to what they had. So they, they swapped, kind of like politicians do sometimes. They tell you everything you want to hear and deliver none of it. And, and so that's what happened. And we had this whole different place. And so you know what I had to do? I had to get out of that. We're making monthly payments for two years. We, we weren't even, couldn't even use that one. We could use other places. Couldn't use that one. And so long story short, get on the phone. I'm going through people after people. Take me to your leader. Let me talk to your boss. Let me talk to your supervisor. Well, give me your supervisor. And I just told him, man, we've been lied to, da-da-da, all this stuff. This is not what. And, and it came down to the point. It came down to the point where I finally told the person, I said, listen, I will catch a flight tomorrow. I will be in New York City, and I will be in front of your CEO, and I will tell him exactly what kind of company he has, just in case he's wondering. Because the person that sold me this totally lied on all these accounts, and I'm not paying any more. And I threw a prayer in there, and uh, we got out of it. We should have got out of it. Multiple other lies that they say. It was just crazy. Got out of it. That's what this passage is talking about. Look at it. He says this. If you have trapped yourself by your agreement and are caught by what you said, follow my advice. And what does it say? Save yourself. In other words, you got to do something as if your life depends on it. I knew in that moment it wasn't that we could couldn't afford it we could afford it i didn't want to afford it it was a bad decision it was a bad decision it was a bad not that timeshare is a bad decision that was a bad decision wasn't built yet all this stuff this guy and you know what when i called back like two months later that salesman didn't work there i'm sorry he didn't work here anymore i'm sorry well he said well i'm sorry he didn't work here anymore but he said i'm sorry he didn't work here anymore you with me anyone ever Anyone ever caught yourself in a situation like that? Boy, it's frustrating, isn't it? And Scripture says, save yourself. For you have placed yourself at your friend's mercy. One of the Bible principles right here is don't go in debt for your friend. Hey, man, would you, would you co-sign for me? Nope. Man, come on, we go way back. Yep. Come on, buddy, co-sign for me. Nope. Follow my advice and save yourself. For you have placed yourself at your friend's mercy. Now swallow your pride. Go and beg. That's what I did (laughs) to have your name erased. Don't put it off. Do it now. Exclamation mark. Don't rest until you do. Now look at this verse. Save yourself like a gazelle escaping from a hunter. Like a bird fleeting from a net. I want you to think about something real quick. A gazelle, a gazelle. If you watch a gazelle, a gazelle gets hunted by a cheetah. A cheetah is the fastest animal in the world. Fastest animal in the world. It can go from zero to 47 in four strides. Four, 47 miles per hour. Fastest animal in the world. And yet a gazelle only gets caught one out of 16 times when a cheetah is in pursuit. You know why? Gazelle is not as fast as a cheetah. The cheetah is the fastest animal in the world. And yet that cheetah only catches the gazelle one in 16 times. And you know why? Because one is running 
for hunger and one is running for its life. Motivation is good perspective, isn't it? If you get caught in debt, what scripture is saying is run for your life. You have to run fast and hard. And when you watch the gazelles, they don't just run in a straight line. The cheetah would get them. They are running crazy until they wear the cheetah out. What would happen if we wore debt out? I think we'd have a lot more life. I think we'd have a lot more margin. And here's my point. That's exactly what God wants for you. That's exactly what God wants for you. That's exactly what God wants for me. It's what God wants for us. God doesn't want you to be part of the 75% of Americans that live paycheck to paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. How are we going to pay this? I don't know. Christmas, well, just credit card. You know, I know we're $3,000 in debt, but our kids deserve it. Just think about it. Debt is a very deceiving thing. In fact, debt is the enemy of generosity. Debt is the enemy of generosity. Boy, and as I said earlier, our culture markets the mess out of debt. I want to encourage you today to be countercultural. Be willing, as Dave Ramsey says, be willing to live like no one else so that you can live like no one else. You can do it. Like what, really, what if you could change your financial destiny today by a decision? Nothing happens until a decision is made, right? My wife and I are married April 16 years. This April will be 16 years. And that happened because of a decision of her to accept a lot of bribery money. It was all based off a decision. Some of y'all think I'm serious here. It's okay. I'm just joking. You're in church. You can laugh. It's fine. Nervous laughter. It was a decision. I was saying yes to her for the rest of my life. She was saying yes to me for the rest of her life. We were saying yes. A decision. And now 16 years later, three kids. Some great times because of a decision, right? Like the most important thing we can do is make a decision. And then the next most important thing we can do is manage that right decision. Make the right decision. Manage the right decision. I meet with um, young people and I always try to. Pour this into them. Listen to me. When you're young, listen, if you're here and you're a college student, you're fresh out of college, you're, you're in your early 20s, you're a teenager, you're a young business professional, listen to me. Make wise decisions today. And then manage those wise decisions the rest of your life. And there will be a cumulative value. And one day you will be here and people here will say, how in the world did you get here? And you'll be able to tell them because I made wise decisions when I were your age, when I was your age, and I managed those wise decisions. Are you with me? That's, that's what it's about. So how, how do we do this, Tim? How do, okay, I'm, I'm sitting right here. I'm in debt. You know, um, it's like that commercial, you know, this guy's got all this stuff. He's got all the toys. He's got the brand new, you know, multi or, or several thousand dollar mower. He's got all these things. And he's like, and how did I get here? I'm in debt up to my eyeballs. All right. So how do you get all that stuff? He's in debt. What if today you could make a decision to run for your life and get out of debt? What if 
you could have zero credit card balances, zero payments. What if? What, what if the next time you went to buy a vehicle, what if you didn't have a monthly payment because you saved money? Let's, let's talk about it. I want to give you a couple quick things. Write this down, and, and we'll be through. I want to talk about five things you do to get out of debt. Now, totally, totally ripped this off of Dave Ramsey. Um, been studying him for a while. My wife and I led a group. Um, good night. What, five years ago or something like that? Five years ago, we went through um, Financial Peace University. And I believe in Dave Ramsey. I believe in what he is doing. I believe that people want to hear about money. That's why every November... We speak on it the whole month. Eight, over 8 million people listen to Dave Ramsey. People want to hear about money. You want to hear. Don't you? You want to get ahead. You want to win. Aren't you sick and tired of losing? Right? Aren't you sick and tired? And until you get sick and tired of losing, you're going to keep losing. You got to throw a temper tantrum. You got to say, enough. I've had enough. No more. I'm sick and tired of this. Right? Last week we said, get off me. Get off me. Until you come to that point, you'll keep the same mindset and you'll keep getting the same results that you got your whole life that have led to no margin and a lot of anxiety because you have no margin. And God's saying, come. Come to me, all you that are weary and heavy burdened. You're tired. Come to me. I will give you rest. What if you could have financial rest? You can I'd encourage you to get this book right here. This book is incredible. Dave Ramsey, The Money Answer Book. Dave Ramsey, The Money Answer Book. This is going to tell you all kinds of steps. And, and, and this one right here, More Than Enough, in the back, there's all kinds of worksheets. That I mean, tons of worksheets to help you. Um, all the way from getting out of debt, the debt snowball, all the way to um, investing your money. It's just wisdom right here. By the way, here's an equation for you. Ready? Work plus wisdom equals wealth. I was thinking about that this week. And I, I thought, you know what? You never get ahead unless you work. You know, we've tried to help out people before where they needed some help. We tried to offer them a job. And they're like, oh, no, thank you. I don't want that. I'm like, but, but you're broke. You're broke. Why don't you work? You got to work. God will not bless your prayers if you're not willing to roll up your sleeves and work. Yeah, I just thought y'all might hand clap for that one. That, that one was pretty, that was, that was, you know, it's bad when you got to call for it, you know, but sometimes you got to call for it. God's not going to bless your prayers. You can pray them. You can keep spraying them. God's like, I ain't doing nothing. Lazy bones. Get up and work. And listen, if you're young and you're in your 20-something and you're like, I don't have a clue what I want to do for my life, here's a clue. Work. Work. Don't be like, man, I'm just sticking around and pick my nose. I don't know. Maybe when I'm 30, I know what I need. I don't know, man. I just don't know. I just I really wish I had a clue, man. I had a clue I could do something I could change the world just work find something ask God 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 just put something in front of me God will put something in front of you and then bloom where God plants you if it is at McDonald's if you have too much pride to work at McDonald's 
then you got too much pride. I watched my father work at J.C. Penney's. That's not a horrible place, but I watched him on a third job when he had selling cars, doing a paper route, and working at J.C. Penney's selling shoes. That man worked, worked, worked. Why? Because he came into debt because someone messed him up, so he worked like crazy to get out of debt. That's one of the reasons why he's my hero. Dad would work. Why? Because he didn't want to. He he didn't want that for us. So he worked. You have to work. And it, and when you add wisdom to your work, then 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 it doesn't doesn't matter how much income you have as much as you're watching how much outflow you have. My my in laws. Let's just make it real personal. My in laws. They work for a Christian institution. At one point, Dad was making like fifteen grand a year. Like, not too long ago. 15 grand. 15 grand a year. And you know what? Their house is paid off. They have no car payments. They don't live in a mansion, but they have a nice property land. Why? Because he, he had wisdom with his work, and that is what leads to wealth. Are you tracking with me? Are we still having fun today? Are you, do you want to get out of debt? Are you sick of debt? Are you sick of it? Because that new car smell fades away. As soon as someone farts, it's gone. It's gone. We got three kids, man. We're like, who farted? <laughs> not me, not me, not me. Somebody's lying. <laughs> and then the window decides not to work. Right? That, that's all you need, man. Just one bad fart. And there, there goes your new car smell. And, and by the way, doesn't that happen in life? Doesn't that happen? Doesn't that happen? But you're like, man, I'm going to go do this. And you kind of get in debt. And then all of a sudden, this breaks down. It's like a bad fart. Stinks. All of a sudden, your car broke down. The engine is shot. What? Then that happened. You know what I believe? I believe that God watches to see who will build their finances on the rock. In Matthew 7, Jesus said this. Jesus told us that the difference between a wise person and a foolish person is that a wise person listens and then he acts on what he learns. There's, there's motion. There's movement. He hears and then he goes that way. He does something with it. He doesn't just hear and say, oh, that's cute. Is that he responds to the truth he has received. What if you responded to the truth you've received today? What if you drew a line in the sand today and said, we're not going in debt anymore? Okay, this is where we are today. We can't change that. But I am drawing and and a line in our life to protect myself, protect my spouse, protect my kids. I'm drawing a line. And as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And it's hard to serve the Lord when you're serving mammon. It's like a python. That python just keeps wrapping around you, just wrapping around you. And it it will choke the life out of you. And Jesus said, but buddy, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So debt, get off me and stay off. What if that could be your life? It can. And it can, it can start today. I want to give you five things. And we're going to pray. Write these down. We're going to go through them fast. They're nice and easy. Five things you can do to get out of debt. Here we go. Number one. We'll put it up on the screen. Number one, quit borrowing money. Quit it. Stop. Quit borrowing money. 
90 days, 24, 36. Do you know that car payments now, uh, what they're telling us is people are going, they're, they're not going to three to four car, three to four years um, making car payments anymore. Now, now it's the trend is five to seven years on a car payment. Dave Ramsey says if you took, and the average car payment is around 475, 80 bucks. Um, Dave Ramsey says that if you take that money and invest it from the time you're 30 to 70 in an IRA with a 12% investment there, you know what happened? You have $5.6 million in the bank. $5.6 million. So quit borrowing money. Draw a line in the sand. Maybe some of you guys, maybe it's time for some of us to cut up the credit cards. But I deserve the Starbucks. You're putting it on a credit card. Just cut it up. Starbucks takes cash. Payments equal slavery. So you want to sharpen your financial edge? Try to get rid of those payments. Dave, Dave said this. I heard him say, you know what you can do when you don't have any payments? Anything you want. That's what you can do. Anything you want. Number two. Number two, start saving money. Start saving. That's why you want to get rid of the payments. That's what grandma did, right? Isn't that how grandma lived? Grandpa lived, isn't that how they lived? They didn't have to have everything their parents had when they were 22. But they worked hard and they saved. They quit borrowing money, number one. Number two, start saving money. Number three, sell something. The truth is we, we all have so much stuff. When we moved here, we had a yard sale. We, we had a couple yard sales. We had set a goal. How much money we wanted to make in the yard sale it was several hundred dollars. We hit it. You know why? Because we got a lot of stuff. Sell something. Sell something. Get rid of something. I bet you if you're in debt, I bet you have some stuff that you could sell that would help you get out of debt. The question is, do you want out or do you want to keep hugging insanity? That's doing the same thing and expecting different results. Insanity. It's it's overrated. Start saving money. Number three, sell something. Somebody sell something. Somebody sell something. Number four, find a part-time job. I found this verse in Ecclesiastes. I got so excited. You just use this verse this week. It's such a great piece of wisdom. A living dog is better than a dead lion. A living dog is better than a dead lion. Think about that and think about it some more. Think about it some more. You get this job. It doesn't pay exactly what I want, but it's going to have income. He's going to have income. You got to get a second t- second job. You got to get a, th- a third job for a season so you can get out of debt. You better run like a gazelle because your life depends on it. Get out. Get out. What could God's people do with God's blessings for God's kingdom if God's people weren't in love with debt? What could we do? I believe we could do what Momentum Church is all about. And that is to change the world. Do I believe that's possible? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And I've dedicated my life to it. And you know what? If one person today, if only one person, only one family here today, if everyone else gets ticked off, I can't believe you're talking about money. Let's go eat. Where we want to eat? Let's eat over here. Okay, you got your credit card. And, and you go do that thing. Just pushing the envelope just a little bit more. I get the points. I get the points. I have a credit card. I use the points. We got like 60,000 points because we never cashed in. We got a lot of points, right? Over years. <laughs> we got the points. I'm probably going to cash them in. But you know what? Pay off the balance. If you don't have the money, don't spend the money. Right? What could we do? We could change the world. If just one family today said, you know what? I'm sick of it. I'm done with it. I'm sick of the crumbs of my life. I'm sick of being so tense because it's creditor after creditor after creditor. It's problem after problem. It's I don't have the money. I don't have the money. I don't have the money. It's I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry. What if, if you just got, if one family today, you know what? It would change your world. It would change your world. And if you teach your kids that, then it will change their world. Parents, listen, teach your, teach your kids about money. How many parents never taught us how to handle money? Now, we're not pointing fingers. We're not blaming, but we're just proclaiming the truth. Am I, am I telling the truth or not? A lot of parents didn't know how to handle it. They're still poor dad. Because they didn't know. You be the change agent. You say, God, my finances, I'm in this much, this much of debt. But today it's changing and I'm getting out. The problem isn't how much you make. The problem is you're living above your means. And I love you. I'm not angry. I'm happy. My doctor said, be happy. I'm be happy. Just be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. And it's a lot easier to do that when you don't have debt. So... Sell something, find a part-time job. Number five, pray. Pray. Uh, James says this. If any of you lack wisdom, I love how he says if, as if there's some of us that don't. He says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. So every morning, I'm like, Lord, give me wisdom. I need it. So ask God for wisdom. Ask God to show you what's important. Ask God for his help. Because God not only owns the cattle on a thousand hills, God owns the hills. And God gives wealth. God gives land. God gives resources. Watch this. If I promise you, I promise you this. If you just start living the way of Jesus, if you'll just start taking your right next step, you're reading the Bible, you ought to read Proverbs. I'm telling you, a proverb a day will keep stupidity away. If you just took the next right step, you know what happened? You'll look back and you'll be like, I'm so glad I did. Because the way of Jesus is the way of freedom. And God wants you to be free. I want you to be free. I want us to be free. You guys are radical, generous givers. And I love your heart. And I thank God for you. I wish I would have learned this 20 years ago. But I didn't. So I went to the school of hard knocks. And these five things will help you. For some of you to get out of debt, list your debt. Listen, list all your debt out. Dave Ramsey calls it the debt snowball. List it out and then pay off the smallest debt. So don't list them. Oh, this one is 22%, 23% interest rate. Go small because you want to win underneath your belt. 
you got to start getting some wins. You need some momentum. So go. If you have two, it's the same payment. Then which one has the higher interest? Attack that one first. Pay it off. Then take that money. Attack the second debt. Attack the third debt. Start from little to big and just start knocking them out. And when you're like, woo, woo, oh, yeah, man, woo, come on. When you're free, it's a new day. Heads bowed and eyes closed. I want to pray for us. Here's our takeaway today. I will build my finances on the rock. Matthew 7. He said, man, the wise man builds a foundation. He builds his house on on the rock. The foolish person builds it on the sand. So here's what I want you to remember. Every purchase, I want you to remember this. I will build my finances on the rock. What is the rock? God's truth. I will build my finances on the rock, not on the lock. What is the lock? What does the lock sound like? That's what it sounds like. Make the decision today. I'm going to build my finances on the rock, not the lock. Lord, we love you today. Set people free. Lord, it has to be in their mind, the willingness to change. They have to be able to decide that this is what they want. And this is what they will do to get what they want. Give them the courage. You've given us the wisdom today. Now give us the courage to live it out. And would you set families free? I pray there will be emails and phone calls and videos of people sitting in this room right now who have lost hope. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when desire comes, it's a tree of life, Lord. I pray that today people would be set free mentally, God, making the decision to walk away and to run away like a gazelle. From a cheetah. May they run for their lives. And may the rest of our lives be the best of our lives. In Jesus' name. Heads bowed and eyes closed. I will give everyone an opportunity. You just talk to God right where you're at. You ask Him right now, Can you help me, God? God's not angry at you today. God loves you. Well, I don't pray enough. Listen, He misses you, but He's not mad at you. He loves you. There are people here today that you don't understand the love of God. I'm not sure any of us totally get the love of God. It's so amazing. But I want to tell you this. I don't understand all of electricity, but I know where the light switch is. And I flip it on and off. If some of you today would just accept the love of God and everything that goes with it, Jesus will come into your life and make you new. And if you ask him for wisdom, he will teach you. He will teach you how to live. Jesus died on a cross to pay the greatest mortgage of all time. That was the debt of sin. The only way to pay it was by death. The wage of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Here's the good news. Jesus knew you and I were not only born with a sinful nature... But Jesus knows that we chose sin. We did it when we were kids. We did it when we were teenagers. We did it in our college years. We still do it today. We do what we want to do. Sometimes instead of what is right to do. And all of us, all, all like 
All of us, we're all like sheep that have gone astray. We've all gone our separate ways, like us pointing at the beginning. Which way is north? Everyone points different ways. Listen, we've all gone our own way. And because of that, Jesus died on the cross because he loves you. He who knew no sin became sin for you and I so that you and I might be made perfect, right. The biblical word is righteous, declared righteous, justified. That's when the judge looks at the guilty and said innocent. And they get away just like they were innocent. When you come to Jesus and confess your sin and you cry out for him to cleanse you and wash away your sin, Jesus will do just that. And you will be set free from the chains of sin. Your past, your present, and your future. And not only will heaven be your home one day, but more than life, more than that, you will have life today. And if you need that today, listen, if you're dependent on religion to get you to heaven, it's not going to happen. If you are depending on how many times you pray a day to get you to heaven, not going to happen. You're dependent on the fact that grandpa was a preacher, that's not going to get you in. Just like a ticket, not any ticket, but the ticket gets you on the airplane. The ticket, which is Jesus, gets you into heaven. And if you refuse Jesus now, you don't get him later. And trust me, you will not only want him, but you will need him later. If you're here today and you're like, well, I don't need him. My life is good. My heart breaks for you. Because if you die in that same condition, you will awaken for eternity in a bad condition so today would you turn your heart to Jesus would you call on the name of the Lord and be saved would you say God I need you I want to lead you in what's called the sinner's prayer right now with heads bowed and eyes closed no one's looking we won't embarrass you we believe today there are people in this room that today is your day to cross the line of faith today is your day to say yes to Jesus humble yourself and call on his name with no one looking around you can repeat after me and momentum church we're going to say it out loud together We're going to say it for those who will say it and pray it for the first time. You're not talking to me. You're not going through me. You're going straight to God. Just repeat after me. Here it is. The sinner's prayer. Dear Jesus, I confess today that I need you. I'm a sinner. And I don't even understand all of that. I've chosen it. I've been addicted to it. And it's ruined my life. But today, I call out for you. Become my life, Jesus. I surrender my life today. Wash me from my sin. Teach me how to live. I accept your love and everything that goes with it. And I want to thank you for dying for me paying my sin debt and being raised from the dead so that I could live alive. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.